Hey, girlfriend, welcome to the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. This is your host, Chelsea Caller. We will be talking all things health, fitness, life, and relationships. This podcast is for the woman wanting to find her happiest, healthiest, and most confident self without flipping her life upside down or sacrificing the things she loves most in order to do it. I am so excited to have you here. Now, lady, let's get to it. Hello, Damn Happy, Damn Healthy fam, and welcome back for another episode of the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. Today is a fun day because we have another guest on the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast, and her name is Kelly Mahoney. I have had the privilege of getting to know Kelly over the last six months, and y'all, you are in for a treat with this one. She is amazing. We had an incredible conversation, and I just cannot wait to dive in. But first, let me tell you a little bit about Kelly. After years of struggling with the diet industry and the idea of looking a certain way, Kelly has left all of that behind and has found a happy and healthy balanced approach to her health and fitness. And this is exactly what she teaches to her clients online and in person. She is so passionate about helping others achieve their goals and does this through empowerment and really gives people the power and confidence to make healthy choices on their own. Inside this episode, we're going to talk about her health and fitness journey, the unhealthy side of the health and fitness industry, and so much more. I cannot wait for you to dive into this, so let's get to it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to the Damn Happy, Damn Healthy podcast. I am here for episode 19, and we have a very special guest today, Kelly Mahoney, and Kelly, I had the privilege of meeting through our um, mutual business coach, Megan. Y'all, I meet everybody through Megan, I guess, because a lot of the guests that I've had on here have been through Megan. But Kelly is amazing. She has an incredible health and fitness journey, and she's just an amazing health and fitness coach. And I'm so excited to have her on the podcast and have her talk to us today. So first things first, I'm just going to let Kelly introduce herself and tell us a little bit about her health and fitness journey, where she started, um, where she ended up, and then like where she's where she's at right now. So welcome, Kelly. We're so excited to have you on here, and I just can't wait to dive in. Yay. Thank you so much, Chelsea, for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. So as Chelsea said, I um, had the ple- pleasure of meeting Chelsea back in October of 2019, and uh, I'm grateful that we had the opportunity to meet and now to be on your podcast. So I have been in health and fitness since 2008. Uh, some people would say that I was kind of just born into it. My mom was actually a personal trainer growing up. Uh, She actually did like fitness shows and things like that, but I never really understood what she did until I got older. I have a dance background. I danced since I was two years old, um, danced throughout high school, college, and I never, ever really struggled with my weight. I was always confident, so I thought comfortable in my skin, never had to worry about any of the costumes that we would wear and dance until college. And In college, you know, there's partying and you're not really watching what you're eating. And I gained some weight. And that's when I finally went to my mom and asked for a little bit of help because in previous years, I would always kind of joke with her and call her Jane Fonda and her, you know, knee highs and all that stuff. But I actually needed her help. Uh, So that was back in 2007, right after high school, uh, freshman year of college. 
And I started taking her fitness classes and I realized that there was such a connection between the fitness classes and my dance background. And after college, I wasn't dancing anymore and I truly missed it. I missed being on stage, the choreography. And that's when I realized I was working out so much. I was memorizing these fitness classes that I thought to myself, <laughs> I could totally do this and get paid for it. So that's when I jumped in and I started getting certified in group fitness. That was back in 2008. Loved it. I loved the idea of doing what I loved, feeling good and helping other people and getting paid for it. And I started losing some weight, feeling a little bit better about myself, but really had no idea about nutrition. All I ever knew was to count calories. So that's exactly what I did. I counted calories. I cut soda, sugar, all those things that you just kind of hear that you're supposed to do. And really developed a love for group fitness. And when I went to college, I was still dancing. Uh, now I was teaching group fitness. And I just wanted a little bit more. Um, I really, truly missed the stage. So I was teaching a group fitness class, and I noticed that there was one woman in my class who was like, I would say now she looked beautiful, but back then I was like, man, she's shredded. Like, I want to look like that. <laughs> totally. And I started talking to her. She was doing a bodybuilding competition. And that's really when my entire life and lifestyle changed. Um, I figured out what bodybuilding was. I learned, you know, I hired a bodybuilding coach and that's when I went kind of down a different path when it comes to my health and fitness journey. So it started out, you know, just trying to lose some weight and maybe develop a healthier lifestyle and not eat Chipotle and, you know, fast <laughs> food every single night because it was quick and easy to really changing my body and then wanting more and unfortunately wanting more made me want less of myself and, you know, developed a lot of different issues when it comes to my self-esteem, my confidence. Um, I'm sure we'll dive a little bit deeper into that, but really just in a nutshell, did the whole bodybuilding thing, uh, realized that that was not sustainable. It was not healthy. I went through a lot of health complications, which I'm sure we'll dive into, to where I am now. And I'm extremely grateful for my journey. Um, the bodybuilding, you know, really took a toll on me mentally and physically. And I'm just grateful for the journey. I reached out and I got help. And now I am pretty damn happy and pretty damn healthy. <laughs> uh, living confidently in my skin, not counting calories or macros, working out, following a fitness program that I actually enjoy doing. And honestly, I've been able to lose weight without even trying for the first time in my life, which is crazy. That is crazy. Gosh, I'm so excited to talk to you because you really have so many like levels of your health and fitness journey. You've, you've like had the like kind of beginner getting into it then the almost like extreme way of doing it. And then now you're finding your balance and it's just amazing. So the first thing that I want to talk about specifically um, is kind of the diet industry. And we can kind of tie your bodybuilding days into this. And let's first just talk about your experience in the diet industry. And then maybe after that, you and I can have like a conversation, just fitness coach to fitness coach about what, what it's doing to everyone and our brains and all the things. Yeah. So first kind of tell me about your experience with it. And you said like, we would get into this and just that idea of maybe on from the outside looking in you looking and appearing as if that 
like this very, very healthy person, but on the inside, um, maybe not so healthy. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, that's definitely the truth. Uh, so developed this idea that I wanted to be a bodybuilder. I thought it would be really cool to create a, a dream, a goal. You know, I'm a very goal oriented person. And at that time, you know, just getting out of college, of course, I had the goal of getting a job and which I'm grateful for. I was actually a school teacher at the time and I got my school teaching job, but I just wanted more. I needed a goal. I was happy in my career at that time as a teacher, but I wanted something, you know, to focus on outside of school. And that's where the bodybuilding really kicked in. And like I said, I hired a bodybuilding coach because coaches need coaches. Mm -hmm. And it was just a different world. So it was really exciting at first. I had no idea about, you know, how different food groups can change your body. So my coach at the time realized that my body did better with lower fat. You know, I had no idea rather than somebody else who might do better with lower carbs. And that's when I started really hearing all these words like low carb, high carb, low fat, cheat meals, fasted cardio, all those, you know, two a days, fit spos and all that kind of stuff. And so I started following all those types of people on social media and that's what I wanted. I thought, okay, I'm going to become a professional bodybuilder. I'm going to get paid to work out. I'm going to inspire so many people. I'm going to work with supplement companies and do what all these, you know, famous fitness people out there are doing. And for the first year, like I said, it was fun. It was exciting. It was new. I had no idea what I was doing, but I had a goal. And my first competition prep was 16 weeks. So I started in January and my first show was in April. And it was just exciting to see my body truly drastically change every single week. With that, though, I developed the habit because I had to. I was weighing in every week. I was getting my body fat percentage tested every week. Um, At this time, I had no regular cycle. Uh, But at that time, I didn't care. Mm -hmm. And I really kind of lost the social life. My friends were kind of like, what are you doing? We never really see you anymore. Uh, All you eat is like sweet potatoes, asparagus and fish all day long. (laughs) And, you know, they supported me in that first year. And I did my first show. I believe they placed third, which I was really happy and excited about. Thank Mm -hmm. you. And, And it was good. And honestly, looking back at my journey, I probably should have stopped then, but I was hungry for more. You know, I wanted, I got third. I didn't get first. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I started learning that bodybuilding is a sport. So if anybody is listening who is a bodybuilder, you know, kudos to you. It's a, a crazy, dedicated sport, but there are things that you need to know and understand about it if you're in it that I didn't understand. People tried to tell me. You know, there's a whole idea of an on-season and an off-season. And Kelly always had that habit of being all in or all out. Mm -hmm. So if I wasn't getting ready for a show, I was all out. I was having cookies during the holidays. I was, you know, kind of like binge eating things Mm -hmm. because I'm like, well, I'm not in show prep. But it really is a a year sport. You have to always be on. And I struggle with that all-in, all-out mentality. And that's really where that kicked in for me back with bodybuilding. And, uh... So I I continued to compete for another four years and year after year, it got worse and worse. I got more obsessive with the way that I looked. I started questioning my self-worth if I was good enough. And, you know, I lived doing cardio. I worked out two, sometimes three hours a day. 
I was always meal prepping. Now during this time, I was actually competing when my husband and I got married. So I remember going into New York City to get my wedding dress and I brought all of my food with me. I didn't have any champagne with my friends when I bought my dress. Uh, at our wedding, I wasn't prepping, but I was prepping for my wedding, you know? Mm -hmm. So I didn't really eat any of the food when we were down in the Bahamas for our wedding, our honeymoon. You know, there's so many things that I can look back at. And, you know, I've learned with changing my mindset to not be upset or angry at myself for, for making those decisions at the time. Mm -hmm. But looking back, I did miss out on a lot of life because of my crazy diet with bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it really just, I became obsessed with the way that I looked with every single food that I was putting into my body. I no longer looked at food as fuel. I looked at it as what foods are going to make me skinny and what foods are going to make me fat. Mm -hmm. And the turning point, besides I knew deep down my last year of competing in 2017, I knew that I couldn't do it, but I signed up for the show. My body was trying to tell me so many signals that I shouldn't be doing this. Like I wasn't losing weight. Mm -hmm. My body was just rejecting everything. And my last show in 2017, my husband was with me and he said to me when we were backstage, he said, this is it. We're done. We're done yeah. with this. And that was like just so eye-opening for me because my husband is the biggest supporter with everything that I do. He always has been. And to hear him say, before I said it, we're done. We're not doing this anymore. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, look at you. You're staring at every other person. You're comparing yourself to everyone. You don't feel confident. You don't feel ready. You're, you're miserable. And it was really eye-opening to me that yeah. now affecting the people in my life, you mm -hmm. know, and after that show in 2017 was when I finally reached out to get some help to get away from this extreme dieting world that, you know, I want to say I created for myself, but not necessarily by myself. You know, no. it's, mm -hmm. it's pushed out there in the industry. We see it everywhere. And, you know, maybe not to the extremes of bodybuilding, but definitely the diet industry is out there in full force and making women, especially really question their self-worth and, and it's, it's a scary world right now. With yeah, that. it is really scary. And you gave me like goosebumps when you said that your husband said like, that's enough. Like I can, I can totally relate and see my husband telling me something like I haven't had a similar scenario, but just like doing the same thing and that he was like being affected by it. And then just spoke for you in a moment that you were having trouble, like speaking for yourself about it. And one thing that I really want to kind of talk about here is that I love that Kelly's on here and that she's experienced this world because I feel like from the outside looking in, especially through social media and on Instagram, and we're seeing all these highlight reels of all these women and, and nothing to discredit, like you said, bodybuilding, it is a sport and kudos to the people who are crushing it and doing it. And if you're listening and you're a bodybuilder, like no hard feelings, but I love that you're exposing like the behind the scenes with it because I think that it's so often glamorized a little bit and someone who's not in that world may not really understand what it takes to actually look, get, get those looks. And it almost feels like, why can't I look like that? Like, why, why is what I'm doing not enough to look like that? And I think that we're constantly comparing and then, of course, the diet industry 
makes it even worse. So that's just like something that's so, I love how you kind of expose the back end of that and basically telling us like, it's not long-term and it's not sustainable. And if you are trying to sustain it, even as long as you did in four years, you get to a breaking point. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, And exactly what you said, I used to look at these other people on social media and unfortunately, but now fortunately, because I'll still check in on these certain people, mm-hmm. they have now opened up, Yep, you know, they let their guard down and they're being vulnerable now about what they've struggled with because not only bodybuilding, but anything, you know, so many women have gone to the extremes, the different cleanses, the detoxes, you know, mm-hmm. the and all those. So it doesn't necessarily have to be just bodybuilding. If you've done any extreme diet, you've learned that yes, it takes dedication to do, but these, you know, extreme diets are not sustainable. They are not long-term. And when you really look at them, you miss out on a lot of your life to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. So when I was making the transition of finally letting my guard down and being vulnerable and opening up, because I thought I had to be like these other Fitzbos. You know, I own a gym nearby my home, and I thought that in order for me to become a successful trainer, and then once I launched my online fitness business, I had to look a certain way. And that's really what made me go into bodybuilding too. I figured, okay, if I look a certain way, Mm -hmm. if I, you know, have the shoulders and the booty and the abs and everything, everyone's going to flock to me. Yep. But to be honest, once I let my guard down and I became vulnerable and opened up about my struggles and that I'm not perfect and that I hated this lifestyle that I created for myself, that's honestly when the success came to me. Yep. Because it's not... It, like you said, it's glamorized, but it's not real. You're not, it's not real life. You can't look like that all the time and, and honestly be happy. And if somebody is listening and they can, kudos to you. But I tried for four years and, and I definitely, you know, I can look back at pictures of myself when I was like 9% body fat, 40 pounds lighter than I am today. Mm-hmm. But I can look at those pictures and I can see now how unhappy I was. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror and not being happy and critiquing every little inch of my body, you know, and I'm just grateful that I'm out of that extreme phase. I am so much more than a number. I don't weigh myself. I don't count calories and do all that crazy stuff. And I love myself. I love my body. I'm confident. And so going into the diet industry stuff, we are really, our brains have been taught to be smaller, to wear your skinny jeans. I mean, we're in January right now. Uh, well filming this, (laughs) (laughs) um, and you know, we're coming to the end of already like that new year's resolution phase. And when I was at the grocery store in the grocery line, checking out, looking at the magazines, like every cover photo was drop 60 pounds in 60 days and fit into your skinny jeans and be smaller. It's like, why do we have to be smaller to be a yeah. better version of ourselves? Mm-hmm. You know, we need to be happier and healthier. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I really feel that the diet industry has pushed everything backwards. And unfortunately it all comes down to money. You know, they're, they're yep. not going to make money if people are happy and healthy, right? No, they're not. <laughs> and you said that I was actually going to bring that up next in our Kelly did a workshop for my damn happy, damn healthy fitness membership. And you were talking about the diet industry and we were bringing up the fact that the diet industry is an industry that 
is driven by money. So if you are successful and if they're giving you, they aren't giving you tools to be successful long-term because they want you to keep coming back. So someone gives us the, let's say cleanse. I hate that word, (laughs) but someone gives like puts out information about a 30 day cleanse and you're going to lose at least 30 pounds and so on and so forth. But sure, let's say you do lose 30 pounds in 30 days and Then you go back to your normal habits, you go back to your normal life, and two months down the road, maybe even just a month down the road, all the 30 pounds are back on. What what do they want you to do? They want you to come back to that, lose 30 pounds in 30 days. And it's just like this exhausting cycle. And I think so many people can relate with kind of falling um falling into it. And I mean, I I would say I'm I'm truthful and I'll say that. It has pulled me in before, and I think it's pulled many of us in before, but just like that idea that putting it out there that it is a money-driven world and that the diet industry isn't out there to, like, help you. It's out there to make money. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's really unfortunate. And you said, you know, you've fallen for it. I've even fallen for it even last year. Yeah. You know, I, I said to one of my clients, it's like you finally when you're, when you break that cycle, you're always going to have like two, you know, little people on your shoulders, you know, the angel and the devil and the angel's like, you're doing everything right. Keep going. Like, you know, you, you're not restricting yourself anymore. You've changed your mindset towards your body, your diet. And then you got the devil who's like, yeah, but if you just invest in that 30 day cleanse, you'll drop those last 10 pounds. And you know, so I even had a good friend of mine who is affiliated with this company and please, please, you know, you'll do so well. I want you to experience it. And I'm like, fine. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. did it. I did it last May. Okay. So, you know, I say I've recovered from the diet industry, but I also like to do some market research too and see like, totally. what is, what is this, you know? Mm-hmm. And I did it. And to be honest with you guys, I lost 12 pounds in 30 days, 12 pounds. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know I had 12 pounds to lose. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> but after it, I'm like, okay, well now what do I do? You know, yeah. I had to cut my carbs for 30 days. I didn't drink alcohol for 30 days. Uh, I was drinking a lot of shakes mm-hmm. twice a day. And I started feeling those anxious feelings again about like, well, if I incorporate, okay, I've lost my, those 12 pounds now. So if I bring back carbs, like what's going to happen? And now I have the knowledge and the education on proper nutrition. And I know that when you eat carbohydrates, your body does retain water. Yep. So if I have some carbs today, is the scale going to go up tomorrow? And I just felt myself getting back into that terrible dieting cycle. And Mm -hmm. You know, I told my girlfriend like, "Hey, it worked, but it's totally not in. It it doesn't fit with me. You know, yep. it goes against everything that I stand for, that I preach to my clients, to mm-hmm. myself. And uh, so, yeah, I'm totally with you that I've fallen a victim of it again and again. And that's why having a support group or an accountability group or a coach or someone to kind of reel you back in and be like, Kelly, what are you doing? Yes, <laughs> but they make it so enticing and especially after the holidays, if your pants are a little tighter, you know, because you indulged a little bit, which is life. Come on. Mm-hmm. I just had too many years of the holidays. Um, it's tempting. Well, maybe my pants won't be as tight. And then you just get wrapped into the cycle. And 
like you, like you said, it's, it's all about money. They want you to continue buying their products, their programs, and they're a multi-billion dollar company, mm-hmm. you know, and that's mm-hmm. what they want. Keep us engaged and buying their stuff and keep on dieting. Yes. <laughs> so now that we've kind of talked about like the extreme side of things, I'm sure anyone who's listening is probably like, well, that stuff is just everywhere. So what are we supposed to do? Like, like if I'm not supposed to do X, Y, and Z, what am I actually supposed to do? And this wasn't even like on my list of things to talk about, but I'm like, why not you and I kind of have a conversation about what, what people should be doing? Because of course, Kelly and I, neither of us are out there telling you to go eat whatever you want. And just never exercise and expect to just be this healthy and happy person because it's it's not that simple. I mean, you do have to exercise and you do like moving your body and nutrient dense nutrition is super important, but it's a matter of doing it in a way that's long term and sustainable versus doing it in a way that is restrictive. So, Kelly, why don't you kind of tell us about like what shifted for you? And you kind of tell, you already kind of talked about that turning point where you get, gave up the whole life of restriction and guilt and regret and all of that. And you moved into this more like balanced and free version of yourself. So tell us kind of how you achieved that. And I think that that will help us sort of answer that question. Yeah, that's a great idea because we want you guys to be able to walk away from this, being able to make a change. Yeah. And you know, being in that cycle is, is scary. You know, I was in it and I thought to myself, there's no way out. And I used to see other people talking about balance. Balance is possible. You don't have to work out all the time. You can look like this. And I'm like, girlfriend, no, you can't. (laughs) And that's when I realized that I needed help. And I was, I was at the time and still am a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach. I had all the credentials, but I just, I knew what to do. I just didn't believe that it would work for me because mm-hmm. that was another thing too. When I was talking about being vulnerable, I was really nervous about sharing my journey because at this point I've been a personal trainer. I've owned my gym for three years now. And I didn't want people to think, oh my gosh, she's been telling her clients to eat that way, to do fasted cardio, to work out two hours a day. Cause I was not. Mm-hmm. And you know, all my clients can vouch for that. And even when I started sharing my story, my clients that knew me were like, just so shocked. They had no idea that any of that was really going on. Mm-hmm. So I did a good job at hiding it. Um, but I knew that balance was possible. I just didn't believe it was possible for me because Mm -hmm. I was never able to find it. So even though my clients were able to find it, there was just something blocking me. And I realized at that point that, okay, I need help. I need someone to help guide me. Mm -hmm. So I reached out to a nutritionist health coach. Uh, She's actually from the area, but she was living in California at the time. And I remember I sent her an email. I actually pulled it up the other day and I said, I don't know what you do. She posted something on Instagram that really spoke to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I think she could help me. Mm -hmm. I reached out to her and I said, I don't, I don't know what you do. I don't know how you can help, but I think you can. (laughs) And luckily she responded and we set up some calls and I ended up working with her for a year. Mm -hmm. And the first couple calls that we had, she talked so much about my mindset. And changing the way that I viewed myself, my goals, food, 
you know, my diet, my lifestyle, all of that. And I just kept saying, thinking to myself, like, what is she talking about? Yeah. How come she's not telling me, you know, how many calories to eat or, you know, it, and it was really, really scary. And it was a long transition. That's why I worked with her for a year. I actually just picked up working with her again. Aww, um, yay. <laughs> yeah. So she was really the person who opened my eyes to a lot of things. And really we just had to retrain my brain to get it away from this whole crazy extreme dieting that I was mm-hmm. living in. That, mm-hmm. That's all I heard. That's all I followed on social media. So little things, you know, she was like, stop following those people on social media. She introduced me to, you know, writing in my journal. I'm like, what do you mean a journal? Like a diary? <laughs> uh, expressing gratitude. You know, she tried to get me to meditate. And at that time I thought she was crazy. I'm like, what? I thought I hired someone who was going to help me with my fitness and my nutrition. Uh-huh. And it's just, it's, it was so inspiring because once I saw the switch and it was probably, I started with her in August of 2017 April, May of 2018 is when I started losing weight and I wasn't even trying. Mm-hmm. And I remember that people at the gym were saying to me like, my gosh, what diet are you doing? And I'm like, nothing. And at that time I was working out three days a week, which was crazy for me because I was yeah. going from seven days a week, two hours a day. So we didn't make drastic changes. You know, we mm-hmm. took it down to six days and then we took it down to five and then I started realizing like, wow, I have so much time. I can do so many <laughs> things. I can live my life. And so I was working out for about three days a week to kind of give my body time to heal. I wasn't counting calories. I wasn't anything. I was just listening to my body, the mm-hmm. symptom signals, you know, when my body, my stomach would growl. I knew that I was hungry, but that again was changing everything that I knew because the extreme world, the bodybuilding world, it was doesn't matter if you're hungry or not. You have to eat this, this much. This is your per- meal time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 10 a.m. Eating again at 12.30 p.m. You know, so it was really just, it was time consuming. And everything that I learned with my coach at the time has really helped make the foundation of my fitness coaching. And now it's, it's funny because now I'm in her shoes helping other women And I can make it a little bit more relatable, I feel, because I always start off by telling these women that I work with that it's going to take time. Yep. Not a 30-day fix. This is not 90 days. Mm -hmm. You know, we are undoing everything that we've been used to for, you know, some of my clients are in their 50s. Yep. And hear that these women have been dieting for like 40 years of their life. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're saying, okay, how can I get out of this crazy extreme? I would say to really start working on your mindset Yep. and really just, you know, expressing gratitude, using your journal, really, you know, establishing why, why do you want to work out? Why do you want to be healthy? And if I answered that question five years ago, it would be to be shredded, to yep. be 90% body fat. And now my why is completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, that, mm-hmm. that was the biggest game changer for me to change my mindset in order to change everything in my life. This, this could not be more perfect timing because I don't know if you saw Kelly yesterday, my Instagram post, which now it's going to be down the road now that you're listening to this, whoever's listening. But um, I was talking about that same fact that I, I think I am someone who was was in the restrictive and tracking and um, 
like obsessive world just in a different setting. Like I, I didn't do competing or I didn't do anything, but I did track everything that I ate at one point in my life. And I love how you said like, I have so much time now because I have experienced that. I've been like, oh my gosh, like I'll make a similar meal. Like if I used to make a meal that when I was like in my tracking days and I would weigh every single thing out and it just like takes forever to like put your plate together and I'll make a similar meal now and I'll be like, wow, like this is so easy. (laughs) And I mean, it does teach you portions and everything, but I'm just like, time is just of the essence. now. It's just amazing. But that was off topic. Anyway, um, with the mindset stuff. So I was posting yesterday on Instagram and it was all about how you can have this intention to start a health and fitness plan. And maybe you've been in this, the diet industry, like Kelly and I are talking about, and it's been like on again, off again. You're, you're, you're either all in or you're all out. You're doing great for 30 days. And then it's off for 30 days. And you're like, man, I need to get back on track. And we start again. And that sense of just like thinking in your head as you're getting back on track, I I'm starting my health and fitness journey again tomorrow. I hope I don't fail like I did the last time. Like just like reframing that thought and changing your mindset and saying, I'm starting my health and fitness journey tomorrow. I already am so excited about the energy that this exercise is going to give me. And coming at it from a positive standpoint versus a negative and kind of bringing in like the law of attraction. If you are constantly diving into these all or nothing things and restricting yourself and constantly feeling like it's not going to be something that's going to be sustained and you're just either on or you're off, well, then that's what your life's going to deliver you. You're going to get that's those results. You're going to get all or nothing results. And I love that. I, I think that this is something that needs to be talked about way more in the health and fitness industry. And I'm so glad that people like you are talking about it. Yeah, thank yeah. you. No, I- I completely agree. And the diet industry, another thing when it comes to mindset is they teach us that we work out because we hate our body. Yep. We want to change it. There's mm-hmm. something wrong with your body. Yep. So going into either a gym or a program or an online membership, you already have that mindset of I'm doing this because I need to lose weight. I'm mm-hmm. doing this because I'm fat. I'm doing this because I hate my arms or my leg, whatever. Mm-hmm. So you're going into it with a negative mentality. So if you don't like to work out, if you're not looking forward to it, I mean, you're really not going to enjoy it. And how long is it going to last? But if you are able to change or reframe your thoughts to I'm working out because I love my body, because I want more energy, because I want to feel good. You know, if you're listening to this and you work out, you know what I'm talking about. Those, those endorphins, you're working out to feel better, to as preventative health care, to keep up with your children, whatever it might be. But if you go into it with the mentality of, you know, from hate and to change, it's not going to give you the long-term results. And the same thing when it comes to your food choices, mm-hmm. you know, like you were saying, there's portion control and all those types of things. We're not saying to go out and eat whatever it is that you want. Having a, you know, an understanding of the basics of nutrition is key as well, mm-hmm. but you know, looking at food as, oh, I'm eating this salad with chicken because I'm fat or I'm eating, you know, this salad filled with vegetables and chicken and protein is going to give me the energy that I need to continue on with my day. Yep. So just reframing those thoughts. And when you can do that, that's when it really starts to change. Yep. Totally. 
Oh, gosh, this is so good. (laughs) We're going everywhere. I love it. So now let's kind of dive in and talk a little bit about like, if you, I know it's hard to like nail down two or three, but if you could think about like two or three like discoveries throughout your health and fitness journey, what would you like point out and say, like, these are three things that I've discovered across my health and fitness journey that I think would really help someone listening? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, The first thing I would say, I think when it comes to fitness or working out or moving your body, make sure you're doing something that you enjoy. And there's so many people out there, myself included. When I was a bodybuilder, I did not want to wake up at four in the morning to do an hour of fasted cardio. I didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But I was told that I had to Mm -hmm. have to do that in order to get the results you want. And that's such a lie. There are other ways to get the results that you want and actually be happy about it. So I remember a client came to me and she said that she has been running and she's trying to lose weight and I've been running. And, and I said, well, let me ask you, do you enjoy running? And she said, no, I hate it. And I said, so why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And she mm-hmm. says, it's the only thing that works for me. And I'm like, no, you know, there's so many nowadays, there's so many different things out there to do, you know, with in person online. So just make sure that if you're, you know, struggling to work out, or if you are working out, and you really don't enjoy it, find something that you enjoy. And whether that's doing the same thing, not the same thing, but you know, a program that you're involved in, or a gym that you go to, it could be that or you can change it up. You know, don't be to try something new, to try yoga, to try boxing, Mm -hmm. to try CrossFit or whatever it might be. There's so many different ways out there. And I would say to find something that you actually look forward to doing. Yep. Mm -hmm. One thing. I love that one. Something else that I discovered. Um, (laughs) I mean, the whole mindset thing. Yeah. I feel like I talk about it all the time, but that really is number one on my list. Mm -hmm. And I'll talk about my mom. She's 60. And she, like I said to you at the beginning of this, that she was a personal trainer. So I've been in the gym forever. And it always makes me laugh because she moved to South Carolina. And now that I have an online business, Mm -hmm. she's able to still work out with me and she loves it. And she pays for, you know, my program, (laughs) coaching and this and that. I'm always like, mom, why are you, you don't have to support me. And she always says, no. I'm 60 years old and I've never been in this place, this state of mind in my entire life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when she first said, I'm like, oh, you're just saying that you're my mom, you know? And she's like, no, nobody ever taught me these things in 60 years. And she started working out, working in a gym when she was 18. Mm-hmm. So just realizing that mindset, even though I always say, oh, I talk about it all the time. It really is game changing the way that you see look at ourself, our food, our workouts, you know, that's how you're going to be the happiest and healthiest that you can be is really just transforming your mindset. And that's what really did it for me to transform Mm -hmm. my body and everything about it. Gosh, I love it. Those. I'm trying to think you said two or three. Yeah, Two Uh is great. If you don't have another one, that's fine. Those were both great. But if you do, I was going to say, I guess this kind of just goes with anything. Uh Number three, find people that support you. I love that. Mm-hmm. You know, in the bodybuilding world, again, maybe not just bodybuilding, but that was my journey. The extreme world, it was so competitive. Mm-hmm. And I think back to that, 
there was no supporting, you know, one another. It was, you know, at the competitions, looking at one another and comparing yourselves. There were even girls that would look each other up on Instagram once like the names of the competitors came out. It was very competitive. It wasn't very supportive. Mm-hmm. And that made it, made you feel very isolated. Yeah. I felt I did the whole competition prep by myself. Yep. Even people from my gym that were doing it with me, we never really worked out together because we, we were in competition with one another. Yep. So I think feeling so isolated and like you're doing this journey, this health journey on your own mm-hmm. uh, isn't very helpful. So if you can find whether it's your family members, your significant other, your best friends, your social media friends, yeah. or a group of other people out there that are part of a membership or something. Uh, that's really going to be a game changer in your success as well. Yeah. Those are amazing. Gosh, <laughs> what great takeaways for people. So as we kind of wrap this up, I asked this question to all of my people, every single guest that I've had on here. And that is just to tell us what being damn happy, damn healthy means to you. Uh, all the above. <laughs> <laughs> Damn happy and damn healthy. It's being your, I was going to say your happiest and healthiest self, but being happy and healthy, being confident, being able to live your life to the fullest and with no regrets, living in an extreme dieting world, you live with a lot of anxiety, regrets. Did I mess up my diet? Being, you know, so focused on the scale, on the numbers, falling off track being all in, being all out, none of those should be in your head. Mm -hmm. Being damn happy, damn healthy, you're doing workouts or movements because you want to do them, because they make you feel good from the inside out. You're fueling your body with foods that make you feel good and taste good. Mm -hmm. And Everything in moderation, of course. You have a glass of wine or your chocolate or whatever because it makes you happy. And just being positive and being happy to wake up every single day. Yeah. You know, you just feel like you're living life to the fullest. And mm-hmm. if you can find that, I would say you're pretty damn happy and pretty damn healthy. Yep. I love it. <laughs> oh, this was so good, Kelly. I'm so glad that we could have you on the podcast. The last thing I want you to do is just tell people where they can find you and follow you and do all the things that way they can stay in touch. Cause I'm sure they're going to want to after listening <laughs> to this. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And thank you, Chelsea, for having me. You can find me on Facebook. Kelly Mahoney fitness and on Instagram coach Kelly Mahoney. And I'd love to connect with any of you. If you listen to this podcast, send me a message. Let me know if you have any thoughts or feelings about it. And I'm extremely grateful. Thank you so much for having me, Chelsea. Thank you for listening to another episode of the damn happy, damn healthy podcast. Share some love for today's episode with a rate review and subscribe. And don't forget Take a screenshot of this episode for your Instagram. Tag me at Chelsea Caller and tell me your fave takeaway. I'll be talking to you again real soon, girlfriend. But until then, be damn happy and damn healthy.